Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The Tuesday edition of Fantasy Sports Today, a look back at the Monday night football games. And with a day off around the NFL, we start to take a look forward to week two. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And this is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizapia. It is the Tuesday edition of the show. Our first Tuesday after Monday Night Football. Welcome in. Sean Guastamacchia is, of course, producing the show. You can follow Joe on Twitter at JoePizapia17. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. And, uh, Joe, we were uh, delighted to have uh, two relatively exciting football games uh, for Monday Night Football. I know that the evening games on Thursdays and on Mondays, it's been a stretch to get some good performances. But in particular, that first game that we saw last night between New Orleans and Houston, uh, a lot of twists and turns and uncertainty. And I, I think that's uh, kind of the summary of that game. You didn't know who was going to win right up until the last play. And that's really good for the NFL. It is. It, it was the game of the week, <laughs> I think, easily. Uh, it might even be the game of the month. We'll see how things go. But uh, I'm a big fan of the two games on Monday night because I always say if one of them is a stinker, then you got another one to look forward to. And if one of them's great, then you already feel like you've won. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was a terrific thing. You know, we talked about it yesterday, how exciting it was going to be to watch Breeze Watson and Hopkins and Thomas and all the talent of these two teams. And they didn't disappoint us. I think you could absolutely say that. And I'll tell you what, too, I absolutely loved, you know, I came home from dance class yesterday, not my dance class. Of course, I'm an excellent dancer. My oh, children, yeah. they're the ones they need some work. So they're going for dance class. But we came home and we were, you know, eating dinner late and the football game was on. It was kind of nice to have the football game on a Monday night in the background, eating and, you know, just kind of rushing around and stuff. It's nice to have the early game over here a little bit in the East Coast. And I don't know, man, I love the two Monday structure. I, I wish they would just drop Thursday and go to the two Monday, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is and I know that this won't happen also. Now, you live in for those people who don't know, you live in New Jersey and I live in Florida. And so we're both East Coast people. But for me and especially for the people who pay and want to see advertising paid, uh, you know, the, the target is always basically 25 through 39 or 45 through 60 or whatever it is. I love the fact that these games can end earlier and I have a chance to see some of these games and, and some of my beefs, even with baseball is that the games are so long yeah. that if you can get those games started by 7, and I know here in Miami next year they've decided to start the games at 640, which is like me so happy jumping up and down for these sort of things. Um, Friday and Saturday night for college football, yeah, I could stay up till 2 in the morning and I don't care. 
But for the NFL in these right. Monday night games, I hate to sound like the old guy yelling at the cloud, Joe, but it's true. Like, <laughs> like uh, unless unless I have and I mean, this may go for for me with and look, I, I love watching football. But if but I got to be honest, if I have no fantasy ramifications and I have no wagering or no contests or anything involved in the Monday night game, Joe, I am not watching. I just am not. I, I do love football, but it is not the same co- college to me takes precedent over the NFL when it comes to that. And that's because some of these games have been so poorly played. But you're right. If you have that option and the first game is bad and then the second game ends up being good, that's great. But, Joe, I just don't see anything changing. And it is strictly because half of the country to have an early game start at seven. Joe, that's a four o'clock game, man, on the West Coast on a Monday. You know, like it's just the ratings are going to be awful. And for advertisers and for the NFL, it doesn't work out. So I'm with you. But we have East Coast bias. That's our yeah, problem. Yeah, but they could also but but there's a second football game. That's the point. Like, okay, maybe the maybe the ad buys aren't great then, but I bet you they're better on the East Coast for the first part of that game than they are for the last part of the late game. I'm saying it all balances out. They're listen, they're making money no matter what. Let us not sit here and pretend that no matter what time the NFL puts a game on, whether it be in London and it starts at, oh, I don't know, five o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, they're still making money on it. So at least and you're you're you and I are our target demographics in that sense because we are football consumers. We're football professionals. And the fact that we're saying, oh, if we don't have any interest in the game in terms of fantasy or in terms of wagering or anything else, then you know it's Monday, you kind of catch up, you got family stuff going, you got a lot going on. And that's that's the problem. And that's why I like not starting the game earlier, but having the two. So there's an early game and a late game, just like on Sunday. I think it's I think it's terrific. And just keep the late game relevant to the West Coast people. And I think that you'll win out just like you did with Oakland here. Yeah, I, listen, I, I like your idea. I mean, I, I, I wish that they would do it. I wish they would. They could eliminate Thursday night. And by the way, and by the way, I don't this is another thing I don't understand. And I'm going to have to go back and look from a historical point of view. But we're in week two of the college football season. And there's no games on Thursday night again. I thought that every Thursday for the last 20 years that I've been watching, there's been college football on Thursday nights. Now I know that, that there's games on Friday night, but yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't ever remember that. There was always just a, a, an ESPN Thursday night game where it was usually, you know, a road team that was really good and a home team that's not so good. And then the home team wins and it's a Thursday night game. I and they eliminated that once the NFL took Thursday. No, they did not. Uh-uh, they uh-uh. Oh, last okay. year, year before. Yeah, I mean, there's always been even last, I mean, as, as last year. I mean, I'm guessing I have to check the schedule. I'm guessing it starts next week. There's always been multiple okay. games on Thursday night. And multiple no. games on Friday night, but but there isn't this year. Uh, I would love for college to take that over Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the NFL. You're right to have Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night, double it up. I I agree. It's it's a great idea. I just don't think it's uh, going to happen. But I will say this: of of the two games, and in, in full transparency, I did not see the second half at all of Oakland and Denver. I was primarily focused on the Monday night game um, between Houston and. Uh, and the Saints, I thought that game, Joe, was fantastic. And and really, all of the fantasy ramifications that you could have asked for came through in that game. Yeah, they did. They put on a show, man. And it's, you know, Drew Brees reminding everybody he's not done and Drew Brees out there. And look, it's Drew Brees in that building, too. That's what it is. It comes down to that. Now, let's see how he plays on the road. Last year, he averages 217 yards a game on the road. And that wasn't not good. I think he threw only nine touchdowns on the road last year. That's not what you want. But. Uh, I do think New Orleans is highly motivated. I think it showed yesterday that they know how close they came to making the Super Bowl and that blown call, I think, really stuck in their crawl all offseason. I think they are going to be one of these teams going to be tough out every single week. They're going to refuse to lose. And I'm still picking them. To me, it's them in the past of the Super Bowl this year. We'll see what shakes out. But it'd be great to see the two old guys just kind of, you know, 
<laughs> going at it. That's what I want to see, like with their canes and midfield. It'd be great. It could be. It could be. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everybody performed there. And then and then especially on the Oakland point of view for the second game, it, it looks like for the most part, all of those guys performed at a high level, too. Um, really disappointed in Denver. I thought Denver had a chance going in to win that game. Completely wrong on that one. And and I should have known it. it by the time that game was going off and that line was going up, I'm like, oh, man, this is the wrong side. And that turned out to be, unfortunately. Uh, Raiders ended up winning pretty convincingly, Joe. And, and I think that there'll be a huge overreaction on Denver side coming into this week. And I want to remind people that the Broncos at home historically have been one of the best teams in the history of the NFL. So don't overreact to that performance. They're going to get home. They're going to get right. And I would say the same thing, Joe, for the Raiders. They looked really good, but I wouldn't put too much into this, this performance either. Although, obviously, it, with Jacobs getting as many carries as he did in the red zone, uh, no matter how many yards he gets this season, he looks like he's going to rack up a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, Jacobs looked good. That was a big positive. And look, I think that's the big takeaway here. I think this team rallied around and, you know, they rallied around at home and they were excited and all that stuff. But there's going to be a letdown. And uh, the letdown starts next week because the Chiefs come to town. So sorry. Honeymoon's over. It was kids. fun. It was fun. It was fun while it lasted for Oakland. And be careful with <laughs> be, be careful with Denver, guys. They're always really good at home. And then they're just awful on the road. All right. Uh, let's take a quick time out. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizapia. When we come back, we've got the opening drive. First down, second down, third down, fourth down. Some things happening in the fantasy world. We'll recap the two games from last night and move ahead to this week. More Fantasy Sports Today coming up next. Don't go away. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? 
Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Benny pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Fantasy Sports Today presents First play from scrimmage The opening drive The first play of the game From the opening play And all the way for a touchdown And welcome back This is Fantasy Sports Today This is the opening drive for Tuesday, September 10th, 2019 Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia And for those of you who are listening live to the show Whether it's on the FNTSY app Or also on the iHeartRadio app Also don't forget you can hear the show on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, just by downloading any of the apps where you hear podcasts. That would include iTunes, Google Play, Android, as well as apps like Stitcher. And you can even listen to our show, believe it or not, if you have DirecTV live, just by listening to the FNTSY player. All of our video streaming is being done right now on Zumo TV, which is a great app, and it is 100% free. I watched uh, Joe on Saturday uh, and Sunday and, and some of the great people who were working over at the Meadowlands at the FanDuel Casino. So plenty ways to watch our content, which is all free, 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Let's get started with the opening drive, Joe. First down, let's start off with Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Both had huge games yesterday. And of course, Brees needed every single yard that he could possibly get to bring them back. And then they needed that huge field goal, by the way, from Will Lutz to win that game. And I would say this, Joe. Houston Texans, not going to have a good year. Very happy to see that loss there. <laughs> one, one, one of my over-unders this year is under on Houston, and I was I was miserable when Andrew Luck retired, but that was one win. I, I could not have Houston win last night. No, that would have been a big one for them because there are some cushy games on that schedule for them, but that would have been a huge road win, and yes, I'm sure you would have been uh, very, uh, very, <laughs> very edgy this morning, to say the least, but... Yeah, uh, look, uh, the Texans, I think, are going to win their fair share, and I do think they're going to be in that playoff conversation. And and Watson, you know, God, man, God took another lick yesterday. I think he got the wind knocked out of him or something. I don't know. They never really came back and said what exactly it was, but they were working on him in between. But the real story is Drew Brees and, and Tom Brady and these guys who are now 40 and 42, respectively, who just look awesome. I mean, yeah, the NFL has propped them up in the sense that you can't hit quarterbacks the way you used to. And you know what? Maybe that's the best thing that the NFL ever did. I know a lot of people don't like it. Oh, it's a sissy game now, the NFL, all this stuff. You know what? I don't know about you, Craig, but I like watching Drew Brees play quarterback. I like watching Tom Brady play quarterback. It's fun. It's good for my fantasy shares. It's good for it's good for the game. It's entertaining. So, yeah, you know what? Let's protect the quarterback. Let's let's have them play till they're 45 and 50 years old. And if they can play like this, and, and God knows, nobody outworks them, too. And it's amazing because you're seeing guys like Andrew Luck retire at 30, and you're seeing guys like Brady and Breeze look better than Andrew Luck did when he was 27. So 
it, it's incredible. I, I don't know what to make of it. Um, you know, I'm going to start the TB12 diet next week. I don't know what it is. I think I just eat grass and avocado <laughs> ice cream. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But, dude, all I know is a guy who looks phenomenal out there and Breeze is right there with him. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, Philip Rivers is 38, and there's a lot yeah. of older quarterbacks that are that are continuing to play. And by the way, uh, you know, Mark Sanchez made a living playing till he was in his late 30s just being a backup quarterback. It's a great gig, and you're right, with them changing the rules and basically being allowed to do nothing to the quarterback, these guys don't have to do anything except chuck it. And, and yeah, I mean, Brady and Breeze, both very fantasy-relevant once again this year. Not a huge surprise. Uh, all right, second down, and this is what I feared. Uh, Darius Geis, uh, who did not look good in that in that first game, but I did not know that he was hurt, obviously. And then the report came out from Ian Rappaport yesterday, a meniscus injury. And um, uh, Joe, look, this is the kind of thing where you hate to start saying career issue type thing. But if you're in a dynasty league with Geis, you got to be panicking at this point. And in a season long league, I don't know that you can expect anything from him again this year and that running back rookie class just continues to disappoint so what happens next with washington here i don't know man it's it's definitely tricky because uh jay gruden had uh, a healthy scratch for adrian peterson week one and adrian peterson was not happy about it and jay gruden didn't seem to care i think the comment was well yeah i mean we can have him active if we're just going to run everything out of the power eye all day <laughs> that's not exactly so, yeah. so so chris thompson gets a bump but who else is there like who, well who, it's gonna who, be who? ap will be healthy this week and play now nah, forget him it's gotta be somebody well, I, I'm, we're missing I, the, we're missing a name it's gotta be somebody else. well what's it gonna be the the, the samaji p rhines of the yes, world we're gonna be, there you go whoever and look they're obviously so sour on peterson i mean joe for them even to be inactive i think we got to start looking at i know but he did play them all of last year so i just want to yeah. say that like he did rush for a thousand yards for gruden last year so although they're not a happy marriage right now if i'm adrian peterson this is my shot to get out there and play for a couple of weeks and hopefully find my way onto another team. So let's not keep that in mind too. You know, uh, we all know if we go back to the Dolphins that uh, it's a great motivator when your uh, team is probably going nowhere and you want out and they don't like you. So there's there's a good chance there that Adrian Peterson will be useful and the very, very lower end of the useful scale. But no, I don't think any part of this backfield is a, you know something to really be excited about. I was excited about the potential of guys, but I was very, very careful because the early ADP on him was not great and then it got kind of worse as the season got on it looked more and more like he was going to be the guy and now it's unfortunate because when you have a knee injury to one side it typically becomes a compensation or a weakness in the other one and i think that's what we're seeing here with guys so hopefully this is only a couple weeks but there's an opportunity if you're low on running backs to take a shot if somebody drops guys or if somebody you know doesn't value him at all and you're kind of weak at running back maybe you scoop him up on the cheap and and you kind of wait it out and see we've seen stranger things happen and let's not let's not end guys's career yet but Yes, yeah, your pessimism is yeah. not without fault. Yes, I understand. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, um, I've looked at the depth chart. It's Smallwood is the guy that I would add. I mean, I know that no, you'll laugh and whatever. I, I don't think you. Still there I, too. I, I, I don't think you go from inactive to getting thirty carries. I mean, especially with Washington in a position probably to trade players at the deadline. Um, I would be I would be looking beyond uh, Peterson. Now again, I don't have a lot of familiarity, but beyond Smallwood. But I would say that Washington, I mean, uh, uh, Thompson I matters. They're going against the Cowboys. They're going to be from behind. Yeah, but there's one. some PPR involved, you know, catching balls out of the bag. I mean, Thompson, when when this was going on last year, was pretty valuable. Thompson was like a flex guy. You catch yeah, another guy can't stay healthy either. He's also safe. right. That's also true. A guy that gets hurt. But uh, it's, listen, with everyone, I've already decided this. With everybody running to all the receivers on the wire this week, I'm going. I'm going for the backup running backs. I'm searching for those situations where I can find some value. Because the receivers, you got to play three. They're a dime a dozen. There'll always be someone, but there will not be available running backs on the wire. 
and that's what I will be attacking. I have a couple of names that I'll go to, but I will definitely be circling Smallwood's name now because that because I don't believe that Peterson will be uh, heavily involved. Okay, uh, third down, uh, Ian Rappaport reports Tevin Coleman's going to miss time. And so for me, this is a perfect situation and a, a great example of a guy that I'll be trying to add this week while everyone goes for the receivers. I'll be trying to add Raheem Mostert. That'll be who I'll add. I'll add, try to add Jeff Wilson, too. It's a long season, Joe. So someone's going to have to take the rock here. And and I don't know. Who do you who do you think is the is the favorite here beyond the obvious? Well, the, I think it's the obvious. I think it's Brita. But uh, if you if you pick up Mostert, I think it's fine, uh, especially in those deeper leagues. You might as well add him because you never know. Maybe Brita goes down again. But I, I think the, the point to really hit home here is the Tevin Coleman point, which is, once again, we hit a situation where people just love Tevin Coleman. He's like the backup quarterback of running backs. It's like, oh, if Tevin Coleman, can you just get a shot? If you just get a shot? Well, he got a shot last year. What did he do with it? He's had shots in the past. And I'm just, I'm so sick and tired of the Tevin Coleman thing. And then he goes over there to San Francisco, and I knew it. I couldn't, oh, I knew it was going to be so much discussion about how good he's going to be in that offense. And then, then at one point it was, well, Jerick McKinnon's going to be there too now, and maybe we like him just as much. And I, I just knew it. I knew it was coming there because Tevin Coleman's just not a great fantasy investment. I don't want to say he's not a good player. I want to say he's not a good investment. And I think that's the difference people have to realize. And they keep putting these scenarios of these logic blocks together, which is, oh, he played with Shanahan. He's friendly with Shanahan. Therefore, he should be good. Well, yeah, but he was also good because he was kind of the change of pace guy with Freeman at the time, an offense that was just absolutely unstoppable. And there's a lot of other things that go into it besides just that. You can't just take that player and pop him back down with that coach and automatically everything is great. And we'll see with LaShawn McCoy, that same thing, you know, the, the pointing out of it's not the same Andy Reid offense that was running back in the day with Philadelphia that's running now. It is not the same. So just because it's the same coach doesn't mean it's the same feel. It's not the same personnel. And I think with Tevin Coleman, this is going to be another long year for Tevin Coleman owners. I'm just sorry, guys. It's just I tried to warn you, but whatever. All right, uh, let's go over to the running back situation. Uh, a little bit of a split last night between uh, Freeman and and uh, what what name am I missing here? Uh, uh, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. All right. Uh, we got about four, me, sweetheart. What's yeah, you okay? Not yet. About right. forty seconds left to go here before the break. What do you make of that? Uh, uh, not good. I'm not happy. I am not a happy camper about this at all. Uh, I took. What did you think it was going to be? Well, I thought Lindsay would be the guy again like he was last year and they're trying Royce Freeman so far I would say you know you look at the stats you look at the game film he was a little bit better and that's troubling because I was taking a shot on the guy who was really really good last year and uh, it looks like it's gonna be a mess but it was a Broncos loss so maybe yeah. just maybe it wasn't the best idea yeah just just wait wait a couple weeks to see how it plays out because I think till too early on that uh all right we'll take a quick timeout. more to come next don't go away Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today as Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia are with you until 2 o'clock Eastern. Then we're going to turn it over to full-time fantasy. They are standing by. And let's kind of start off here and take a look back at what happened last night, which was basically a fantasy dream on pretty much every level there, Joe. I even got myself in my Dynasty League a Traquan Smith touchdown, which I didn't expect. So, uh, I mean, who did not perform on both sides? It was great. I mean, everybody for Houston did well. Everybody for New Orleans did well. You know what? I will say this. Uh, Kenny still got a touchdown, for God's sake. (laughs) I will will say this. I I think that it's clear now and that and I think it's pretty obvious that Duke Johnson's going to have a ceiling with Carlos Hyde there. I don't know what Hyde will end up doing, but he will have a ceiling. That would probably be the only, like we sometimes at bad games, we try to find silver linings. I thought everything was great in that game last night. Everybody performed. It's really hard to find anything that you'd be disappointed with. I guess Duke Johnson would be the one thing that if people thought, oh, this guy's a rock solid RB2 after seeing that game script play out. And as much as Bill O'Brien does love to run the ball, it looks like Hyde is at least, for the time being, a factor in, in their offense. I, I guess Kiki QT, those those truthers, they didn't get a Kiki QT game. So I guess Not that's yet. That. maybe next week. Yeah, but look, it's it was, you know, the funny part is it was no score after the first quarter. Then there was 58 points after that. So, you know, like that, I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, it's going to be a letdown. But look, it's this is what it is. This is what first quarter football is going to look like until the preseason structure changes when they when I think when they trim it down from the four games to the two 
you will get a much sharper week one because you're going to force guys and teams to play their ones a little bit more in preseason, and you're going to get a better quality of football out of the gate in week one. I mean, you saw it on Thursday in spades, and then you saw it in a lot of games. Teams were just a little off in that first quarter, especially, you know, I don't know the Patriots weren't excellently off, but most teams were. The Chiefs were good, but I don't know, man. Like, to me, this is what happened. So once you shake off the dust, you got exactly what you said. I mean, Carlos Hyde, 10 carries for 83. Unbelievable. Camara was Camara. You had 123 yards and 10 catches for Thomas. Uh, no touchdown, which is always the concern there. But uh, Traquan had a touchdown. So people who had him on the cheap and DFS is like that secondary guy. If he catches a touchdown, he returns. By the way, uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, but that Will Fuller catch. My goodness, man, yeah. that, that catch over the middle. Whoa, my man, that was a beautiful play there, two for 69 for him. So he continues to show you the big play ability. Um, and look, you know, this was the Texans did everything they possibly could, I think. And if you're a Texans fan, you got to just kind of shake your head and throw your hands up and go, hey, it's it's in New Orleans. It's Drew Brees. What are you going to do? This thing's happen. Uh, but yeah, it's, and even at the end, the crazy thing with the the roughing the kicker penalty that came in after the kick was already not good. <laughs> just kind of everybody, you can feel like the tension in that building. And then there's Breeze with only a couple seconds left leading them down. And yeah, I mean, everything was good. Even Latavius Murray had a touchdown too. So yeah, Latavius those, Murray's back. And I got him. I got some sly shares of him there as a flex and just for the touchdown. And look, there it is, six for 43 and a touchdown. If you get that every week from Latavius Murray, you're going to be a happy camper. Yeah, and and he's kind of playing that Ingram role, and I think that you know Ingram's probably a better running back than Murray at this stage of his career, sure. but still really impressive. The other thing that you would look at here is we're always trying to find who the second wide receiver will be on the Saints, and we know Alvin Kamara is going to get his. He got seven catches, seventy-two yards, but even Ted Ginn, who came through late, seven catches, one hundred and one yards. I saw some tweets very early on about Jared Cook. I'm like, oh. We're going to wait for this game to play out before we go crazy on Jared Cook. And, and he didn't really do much. But uh, Taysom Hill ended up scoring a touchdown. Traquan Smith, as I mentioned, thank goodness he scored one for me. I'm so desperate in this dynasty league to have a, a third or fourth flex or wide receiver. So I have him. Uh, but how do you think that this kind of shakes out? You think it's like a week to week thing beyond Michael Thomas? Because Thomas obviously is eight to 10 Bob catches, Thomas 100 yards every week. Right. Beyond that, is it like just flipping coins for the second? It, guy? Always, it always has been. Whether it uh, be Lance Moore, Devery Henderson, uh gosh, we could go we could go down the Those list. Good names. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good list of guys that you know, but these Brandon are the guys Cooks, that you know. right? Brandon Cooks was there at one point. Yeah, well, yeah, Cooks was there, but Cooks was a, Cooks was a bit better. He was a bit more consistent. But the, those, I mean, those those ancillary guys that Breeze just makes really relevant at home Colson? for a week. Marquise Colson. Uh, Colson was the better of that trio that I just mentioned, but yeah. it was the other guys that you'd run to the waiver wire, you'd pick up, and then they would do nothing, and then you drop them, and then you'd be home again, and then they would have a good game. Right, and it's like right. that cycle. Those guys. And it's always going to be that. So you got the Ted Gid game. You missed it. Sorry. Uh, the only thing that could have made it better was the touchdown. But I'm not ready to throw in the towel on Jared Cook, too. But the Taysom Hill thing is fascinating. He's like he's like the new slash, man. He's, he's lined up at quarterback. He's lined up at receiver. He's at tight end. I mean, from a fantasy standpoint, if, if the Saints are at home and you're in a deep league and you're desperate on a bye, I, I guess here's the question. Taysom Hill qualifies at quarterback only, right? Like mm-hmm. in, in fantasy, so you're kind of, you know... <laughs> It's kind of relegated to super flex, but man, he's starting to become every year a more interesting little piece of that puzzle. And the way they use him, it's just, it's fun. This was a fun football game. This was exactly the kind of Monday standalone game you want. And I thought the booth was much better with Jason Witten out of it. Booger McFarland off of that stupid thing that they put him on and out there in the middle of the world on that crane. He was back in the booth. It was just the two of them. It was a much better broadcast than the last couple of years was not good. I do some bad broadcast. 
So. Yeah, and, and halfway through the game, they changed the first down, second down uh, marker. It looked like there was a flag on the play on every down, and then they got rid of it. So ESPN, why they thought that it was a good idea at the bottom of the screen to have a yellow was 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 not smart. Yeah, they got, they got rid yeah, of you it. know why? Because they have they're paying somebody for graphics, Craig. So somebody's got to do something new every year. Somebody has a new. Somebody needs to get a new job. Unfortunately <laughs> for them, uh, for on the on the Houston side of it, I was very encouraged by by Watson because he is awesome. But he took six sacks. He took six sacks. Yeah. I, I got to say, like, I mean, they added Tunsil on the left side. I understand that their offensive line is still probably not among the elite. And so my only concern for Watson, Joe, would be kind of like us throwing a Vegas number out there to say there's 15 games left for him. If I said over under on him playing 13 and a half games. Would you go over? I don't know that I would. I mean, he's gonna get he's gonna get beat bad if this is what what the games are gonna look like. No, you're right, and I'm gonna give Tunzel a little bit of time too to work in there. You know, we we all know when you when you come into a new team, it's it's very difficult. And, you know, to people, it's not like baseball. You know, where a guy gets traded and it's like, well, just go hit. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, on you, dude. Like you know where the first. Like when you pick up the ground ball, you throw it to first. That's it. Like you know where things are going. Is you know you have to learn the signs and stuff, but. That doesn't mean too much to a lot of you know players anyway. But in football, it's a whole different thing. The playbook, the schemes, the you know the other personnel, the the things, the harmony in which you have to play with, especially on the line, is really important. And yeah, I think that is going to be a problem. You got to protect Deshaun Watson because the cautionary tale is right there in your own division. There's Andrew Luck retiring at thirty. That's not what you want from Deshaun Watson, who you know threw for three touchdowns, rushed for one. I mean, he's a fantasy stud, man. He, he really is. is. If he's and, healthy, and, yep. Yeah. If he's healthy. Yeah. It's funny. Have you ever had I've had the wind knocked out of me twice. And I don't even know what the medical thing is, but you have you ever like fallen and then like stopped yeah. breathing for years ago? I mean, years ago. Yeah. When I years did. ago. I remember it was like I was a kid the first time it happened. One time it happened to me in, you know, athletics when I was in high school. And the other time it was uh, as a kid. I remember, I'll never forget. It, it was on my friend's slip and slide. They, we just moved out to Jersey and we were like, yeah, we're idiots. We're on the slip and slide. And I went boom and I went flat out and I couldn't breathe. And that's what it looked like Deshaun Watson was experiencing. It is a scary feeling. Now, maybe there was more damage there. I don't know, but I don't even know what the technical term. Like, why does that happen when you fall on your back that all of a sudden, literally, like your lungs stop I think working? you said it. I think you said it. It's just getting the wind knocked out of you. I think you, yeah, you hit it. Like, I don't think that's the medical term, is it? Like, we, yeah, where's Doctor Chow? We need to quick, get that. Quick, quick Google could, uh, <laughs> could figure that out. So, but so look, yeah, so right, I, look, Watson last year, one of the leagues, you know, important league that I ended up winning a championship in. Uh, we actually benched Watson for a few games and played Trubisky because he had that run last year in the middle of the year that he wasn't very good. And then he came up real strong at the end. But this was a great first performance for sure. I just hope that the, that he can stay healthy because arguably he's a top three guy in fantasy. He was drafted how, that way. I think that he'll produce that way for sure. How good was Hopkins too? I mean, Hopkins, I mean, after I mean, dropping a couple balls, he was it, it well, looked amazing. Well, the first one that he dropped was kind of a crap pass. Let's be honest. It was kind of low there. The second one he dropped, he knew. And he came right back after it and caught the next one for a first yeah. down. But watching DeAndre he's Hopkins great. play wide receiver, and it's not enough to watch him in the highlights. You've got to watch him play the whole game because when you watch him play the whole game, the things that he does, the little things, the the extra yardage he's able to get, the balance, the hands, everything. I mean, that that one catch that he had there when he was going out of bounds and he had it with one hand. I mean, look, I, I know a lot of people love Odell and a lot of people love Thomas. It's to me, DeAndre Hopkins is the guy in terms of overall skill at the wide receiver position. I don't know if there's a better weapon. I really don't. I mean, and it's not like he's he's far and away better, but 
he is the best. And to watch that man play football on a weekly basis is a gift for all of us. Cause I mean, eight for one eleven, the two touchdowns. And I don't even, like you said, he dropped a couple balls like that. That could have been number. It could have been easily 10 and one fifty. Like You just don't know with this guy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he was dominant. Yeah. He was yeah. dominant in that game last night. Fuller two for 69. Kenny still scored the late touchdown that Houston thought would have given them the win, but it did not. Duke Johnson had four for 33. Uh, do, does Houston even have a tight end? <laughs> whoever, whoever it was didn't show up last night. They nev- they've sure. never used the tight end. You know, I know a lot of people in fantasy tried to find that guy, and it was there's never a guy. Look at the target share. That's all you need to know about this Houston offense. 13 targets for DeAndre Hopkins. Not one wide receiver had more than three outside of him. That's it. It's the DeAndre Hopkins show, and now they're going to try to run the football a little bit. So now they're going to be a little bit – Different in terms of, okay, well, who's that secondary guy? You know, Stills had a couple catches. Uh, Will Fuller had a couple big catches. Will Fuller will always be the big play guy. Hopkins will be the guy who's going to get targeted 15 times a game, and he should be. And outside of that, it's it appears as though they're going to stick with a little bit more ball control, which I think is good because Clowney's not on that defense anymore, which means a lot of double teams on J.J. Watt. And I think that they're going to have to work a little harder on D this year. And it's probably a good thing if they try to control the clock just a tad more. Yep. Look, Houston, uh, two months ago, if I would have said, give me their running back shares, you would have said, okay, uh, I would predict Lamar Miller gets 12 carries and Deontay Foreman gets seven. And they cut both. You know, one got one out for the year, the other one cut. And so this is a massive change for Houston. So clearly a work in progress, but at least initially, really good job by them. They did a nice job. And again, O'Brien uh, on first down last year, ran the ball more than any other quarterback did or any other coach did in the last 10 years. Over 60% of the time they run the ball. So you know they're going to run the ball. This is what he does. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on the show. When we come back, we got the Raiders and Broncos playing into the wee hours of the morning. And we'll break down what happened in that game coming up. Also, our Florida Man segment is on deck. That's in hour number two. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. We'll be right back. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. 
Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies, to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. The morning after. Tillman Fertitta uh, with us. How many years do you think we're away from having kiosk in an NBA arena for fans to be able to bet on a game in the arena? I don't think it'll be a kiosk in the arena. It's going to be on your phone, and you're going to be able to sit there watching a game, and it's going to pop up. Who's going to score the next basket? If you can bet on every single play that's happening, think about how much fun that would be. Weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, Channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. We thought this Monday night game would be the coming out party for Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's that's what we thought it was going to end up. Oh, it was. He came out. He came out of the team, of the roster altogether. He was the coming out. It was the dropping out for Antonio Brown. He'll make his debut against Miami this coming Sunday. So instead, <laughs> it was a game where the Raiders were initially favored. They went to even. Denver moved up to one, then to two. And then by the time that game kicked off last night, the Broncos were three. And we both on the show yesterday thought the Broncos would win. That didn't end up being the case. And by the way, it was a horrible pick. Not even close. The Raiders dominated this game pretty much from start to finish. I thought that there were some maybe some uh, questionable coaching decisions a little bit for Denver, but I want to give the Raiders all the credit in the world. They showed up. They dominated very early on. They got in the red zone. A car threw a great touchdown pass to Tyrell Williams. I may or may not have fallen asleep at that point. But the Raiders got off to a really good start and they closed it out. And and I and I thought that, uh, you know, look, they're playing at home, playing undermanned clearly from what they thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. And I give them all the credit in the world. They did a good job. Well, look, let me tell you, too, that you want to talk about first quarters, first halves coming out flat. Look no further than Denver. I mean, this is this is what happens now. Oakland had a, a big advantage here because despite all this drama, what they had was something that kind of drove them together a little bit. And like you said, a team in Denver that typically is suspect on the road. They've been suspect on the road forever. You know, we've got to go back to like the Peyton Manning years before you felt good about them on the road. But at home, that's a different franchise. And it's a huge it's a huge advantage there for them because they're comfortable playing in the altitude and other teams aren't. And you go there and it's 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 hurt a lot of teams over the years in the playoffs. Uh, it's hurt the Ravens. It's hurt the, the Patriots. A lot of them. Uh, but you're you're absolutely right there when you talk about, you know, this team came out flat and the Oakland Raiders, I think, rallied around Derek Carr. They rallied around their coach. And I think the reason why they did is because I want to say 12 rookies made this team this year. And I think now they brought Keelan Doss back as well, which I don't know if you caught that or not. But now he's not. back. No, I didn't see yeah, that. Oh, yeah. So they so so the the bidding war for Keelan Doss continues. So. After they, they want, he goes and signs with the Jaguars in the practice squad. 
they contact him about coming back to the Raiders. So the Jaguars go, no, we want to keep you on the practice squad. So we're going to pay you $400,000 rookie minimum, but keep you on the practice squad because we don't have the roster space. And then the Raiders go, well, now we'll pay you the rookie minimum and now we'll give you a roster spot. So now he went back. So unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, man, it's the, I think because it's such a young team, Gruden's able to get in there and mold them and say, Hey, look, it's us against the world. And you know, when you're a young kid, you believe that stuff, you know, you're kind of not worn down by a lot of, uh, realistic expectations of, well, we're not a very good football team. So you go out there and you play like it. And they did, they went out there and they shut them out in the first half. I'm telling you right now that Oakland defense is going to get absolutely obliterated next week against the chiefs. So don't buy into it too much, but for one night, Raider Nation got a feel-good moment, and they deserve one because it's been a while since they've had any. Yeah, and and the and the thing that I thought that happened this week, which is very unusual, is because the narrative in fantasy, and it has been for years, is that it's like grab one of those elite tight ends, and if you don't, you're screwed. But man, Joe, I mean, the back-end tight ends in fantasy drafts came through. Hawkinson, Andrews, Waller. I mean, we... We may have a renaissance at the tight end position, perhaps. Now, look, it's one week. I'm not going to overreact to it. But all of a sudden, if you can, if those three guys specifically end up having decent seasons, we go from a wasteland at tight end with like basically from ranking seven on to maybe three guys that fit into the top 10. So that's super encouraging. And Waller is in that category from last night. I feel like this happens every year in every sport. If we look at baseball and say, man, second base is weak. Next thing you know, by the end of the year, we go, wow, look how deep second base is. It's because there's there's opportunity for guys to show up. And what's even better is there's no expectations. So you end up getting values on all these guys and then they have good years and you go, oh, wow, look at that. That's amazing. And you're even more content with it because you got them for nothing. And that's why the strategy of tight end was very clear this year. The strategy of tight end was if you don't want to pay the premium, if you don't want to pay the iron price for one of the top guys, then just wait, let it come to you. The worst thing you could do, I think was overspend in the middle on somebody like that was, that was a dangerous game to play. You know, we'll see if Evan Ingram can be as productive as he was in week one. I'm optimistic, but let's see it work out. But you're right. I mean, taking shots on Andrews, taking shots on Hawkinson, taking shots on Waller. Now, Fant wasn't great yesterday, but neither were, you know, the Broncos collectively. So I think you give him a pass. But Waller is this guy that really I don't think any of us can admit we knew much about. But Hard Knocks kind of made a star. And then when you're watching him, you realize, hey, this is an intelligent young man who's been through a lot, who seems like he's really focused and seems like he's ready to really give something, you know, of himself to this team. And my goodness, he's committed. He's Big, strong, fast. I mean, he's everything you want. And I think the Antonio Brown actually, that's one of those spots where you don't like to see Antonio Brown leave. But in terms of targets, there's going to be more opportunities. Now, I don't know if Tyrell Williams is going to be as good as he was this week, every week. That I am super suspect about, but we shall see. How would you rank those three tight ends, by the way, like starting with this week? Uh, Hawkinson, Andrews, Waller. Waller Waller third, probably, I'm guessing, right? Waller third and Hawkinson two. Um, to me, Andrews is that guy that I have the most faith. And and if you talk about who's the guy every week with a floor in Baltimore that you have a good feeling about, it's actually Andrews for me, because I always feel like young quarterbacks always, always like to, you know, check down a little bit to the tight end. And that's just a natural thing for them as they're still learning their progressions and learning, you know, and, and they've got new personnel over there too in Baltimore. And now Brown looked great. Don't get me wrong. Hollywood looked like a star. But at the same time, I think Andrews is the guy you can count on a little bit more. And right now in DFS, too, especially, you look at the pricing. Pricing is not going to catch up to him or Hawkinson or Waller anytime yeah, yeah. soon. 
Right. So, so, so real, we'll we'll get a final determination this on Thursday, but an early look at it. In one league, I have Andrews and I have Vance McDonald. Who are you rolling out there this week? Uh, that's a that's a tough one because I it is. I, it I, is. We'll check back Thursday. On that. <laughs> I knew oh, it'd be tough. It's no, like, it's, are you off Vance McDonald just because of no. one game? You know, can't. No, right? and and I and God knows I am not off the Steelers this week. I told yeah. you. I told you yesterday. All in on the Steelers next week against Seattle. I am 100% in on that one. Uh, and Baltimore, I'm going off the top of my head, too. Baltimore's got the Cardinals coming in. That's a good matchup, too. I'll but tell you Ravens what. Ravens are 14-point favorites. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go with – right now, you could ask me again, but right now I think I'm going to go with Andrews because I think the floor is better. Could be. Yeah. It could be, yeah. All I'm right. Uh, yeah, okay. Over on the Denver side of things, we we briefly talked about the running backs. Flacco didn't have a good first half at all. Uh, Hamilton, their wide receiver, didn't play particularly well. Sutton did look good. But again, Joe, I, I think that we've illustrated this. Denver is probably a 500 team at best. They'll play very well at home. They'll play very poor on the road. At some point, they'll hand this over to Drew Locke. It's not quite a rebuilding team in Denver because, as you know, Joe, the Broncos fans and their season ticket holders are as strong or stronger than any other team in the country, so they can't ever just bury themselves. They're they're not going to pull a Dolphins. It's not going to ever happen in Denver. But I do think that the expectations for the first time ever with the Broncos, or maybe the first time in 15, 20 years, is like they're kind of okay with being not great. Last year was a huge disappointment with them. They thought they were going to be good. They were not. But what was your assessment? What was your takeaway from watching them last night? Was it just as simple as that where they get back home and they play against the Bears this week and they play well? Or is it just going to be a, a horrible season for them? No, I think they get back and they play well. I, I do. I, I think they were. Look, if when you go scoreless in a half of football, it's really hard to win a football game. It just is. Go back and look at the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. They went scoreless, and then they put up a ton of points in the second half, and they still fell short just because, you know, I know they pushed it to overtime, but that's the thing. It's no matter how good that second half is, time is against you in the NFL. So when you go scoreless in the first half, you are putting yourself in an enormous deficit. It's the equivalent of walking the first guy, uh, a leadoff hitter with nobody out. You know, you put a guy on base for free, there's a 51% chance he scores. Same thing. Like, I, to me, you're putting yourself in a deficit there. Um, so I do think they get better next week. And I think the bears offense clearly has a long way to go. And if you just even throw a field goal in there to the first half of Denver and you throw Deshaun Hamilton, catching a ball that hit him in the chest, this game is a very different game (laughs) that we're talking about at the end. So, uh, I'm not going to overreact to it. I think this was the rah, rah Oakland Raider moment. And I think it's going to be a long forgotten by the time we turn the page to the end of September, and the takeaways I will have is I have a ton of Cortland Sutton shares this year. I love the fact that he had eight targets in this game. He caught seven of the eight targets. That's huge. That is That tells me that Joe Flacco has found a guy there. And Manuel Sanders was still useful too, five for 86 with a touchdown. You know, once Emmanuel Sanders came back, Deshaun Hamilton was the guy that I thought was going to take a, a drop in stock. And dropping touchdowns is not a way to endear yourself to the coordinators and the quarterback. So keep an eye on that situation. But for now, I expect Sanders, Cortland Sutton, all those guys to be very good. Now, next week they have a tall order because the Bears are, are yeah, very good defense. Be tough. Yeah. But I think learning what they've learned out of this first week here and getting punched in the mouth a little bit on the road in division, no less, I think they come back with a little bit more ferocity, and I think that uh, they will find a way to be very competitive in that game. Yeah, it, it, it's actually a really bad scenario for Denver, even with them playing at home. 
And this may be one that I have to take a closer look at because in general, it would just be immediate. Let me take Denver at home on Sunday and, and an overreaction to the Broncos. But I will say this, they're on a short week. Bears have had 10 days. So not the best scenario in the world for them, but there's no spread on the game yet. My guess is the Bears will be slight favorites in this one, especially how the Bears played last week. You can't make them a huge favorite for sure. Uh, Noah Fant, two catches, 29 yards. Let's just quickly hit the running backs again. Freeman, 10 for 56. Lindsey, 11 for 43. I don't know. This is just kind of what I expected. Joe, honestly, I just I kind of think that this is the way they didn't draft Royce Freeman as high as they did last year to not use him at all. Did they like did you think that, that they would punt this guy? <sighs> I, I, thought, I think they're going to play him. No, but as a fantasy owner, I'm just mad. Like I just I, you know, this is what this is the worst case scenario, because if everyone's just good and nobody really pulls away as being great yet. And now Freeman was better, but. I don't know, man. I think like, he's going to have a role. I think he's going to Freeman. All I think it, without a doubt, he's going to have a role. Yeah. But the frustrating point is it's whoever gets the touchdown is the guy. So you have two choices. You either have run away from the situation altogether or you're in it. And I'll tell you what, if you're an owner of both of them, and I know some people are where they took both certain weeks, depending on the matchups, like not next week necessarily against the Bears, but certain no. weeks you might want to consider playing both of them. Because there might be yeah. enough there for both of them. And whoever gets the touchdown you want in your lineup and you're not going to know who that is. Yeah, Barkley is obviously the cream of that class, and and the rest of it has been a bust. As I said a few days ago, I think Freeman is the one guy that at least gives me some promise there. But now again, I think it would require something to happen to Lindsey for him to be the dominant guy there. But Penny is a zero at this point. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Jones had a nice game, but he I don't know. I was going to say I'm, Ronald Jones showed yeah, up. Yeah, I'm not going to buy that yet. Yeah, listen, I could be wrong. I mean, buy it now, if, cheap. Just let in him case. if he does it again, then sure. But I, I think Freeman is the one guy that I would try to prop up second there. But we still have so much football to play before that uh, any of that is determined. All right, coming up next, we're going to have the best of our first hour of the show. Make sure you stay tuned because hour number two is coming up next. There was a report a couple of days ago on the Miami Dolphins and potentially some players not wanting to play there. So we're going to hit on that. We've got fantasy football trust or bust. Coming up also on some buy low and sell high players. We'll be back tomorrow on our show with our waiver wire Wednesday, where we rank the top players on the waiver wire. Joe will have his. I will have mine. We'll see where we agree and where we disagree. And then, of course, we'll get closer to the college football week three uh, heading our way. John Lobb will join us later in the week. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Along with Joe Pizapia, I am Craig Mish. Don't forget to download, like, and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Android. Also, you can listen to us on the Stitcher app. Basically, wherever you listen to a podcast, you can hear this show on demand. We'll be back with more after we wrap up this first hour of the program. Joe Pizapia and Craig Mish, this is Fantasy Sports Today. We'll be right back. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400 and I've maintained my weight at 172. 
gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we wrap up the first hour of the show, here's what you missed. Learning what they've learned out of this first week here and getting punched in the mouth a little bit on the road in division, no less. I think they come back with a little bit more ferocity, and I think that uh, they will find a way to be very competitive in that game. Yeah, it's actually a really bad scenario for Denver, even with them playing at home. And this may be one that I have to take a closer look at, because in general, it would just be immediate, let me take Denver at home on Sunday, and and an overreaction to the Broncos. But I will say this, they're on a short week. Bears have had 10 days. So not the best scenario in the world for them, but there's no spread on the game yet. My guess is the Bears will be slight favorites in this one, especially how the Bears played last week. You can't make them a huge favorite for sure. Uh, Noah Fant, two catches, 29 yards. Let's just quickly hit the running backs again. Freeman, 10 for 56. Lindsey, 11 for 43. I don't know. This is just kind of what I expected, Joe, honestly. I just I kind of think that this is the way. They didn't draft Royce Freeman as high as they did last year to not use him at all, did they? Like, did you think that they would punt this guy? I, thought, I think they're going to play him. No, but as a fantasy owner, I'm just mad. Like, I just, I you know, this is, what, this is the worst case scenario because if everyone's just good and nobody really pulls away as being great yet, and now Freeman was better, but 
I don't know, man. I think like, he's going to have a role. I think he's going to have Freeman, a role. Freeman, oh, without a doubt, he's going to have a role. Yeah. But the frustrating point is it's whoever gets the touchdown is the guy. So you have two choices. You either have run away from the situation altogether or you're in it. And I'll tell you what, if you're an owner of both of them, and I know some people are where they took both, certain weeks, depending on the matchups, like not next week necessarily against the Bears, but certain no. weeks you might want to consider playing both of them because there might be yeah. enough there for both of them. And whoever gets the touchdown you want in your lineup, and you're not going to know who that is.